Okay. So we have Sunny, right? Yeah. Uh, just fresh back from UK. You came back what, last week? Last, yes. Last two weeks actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So get used to Singapore, right? No choice. I'm born and raised here. What do you think? <laughs> Okay. I think immediately, I think everybody will be asking like, what's your experience like? And uh, Well, let's start with the basics first, uh, yeah. which is uh, how do you get started? When? I started back in 1993 or 94. But I didn't actually immediately started or wanted to do this job to be accurate. Lah, mm. Because I well, came out from my national service. I was actually was lowballing around. Lah, as you don't know what the hell you want to do. My education level wasn't that high. Mm. So I was thinking like, just roam around and see what we can do. Yep. Then I did the job. I did a 7-Eleven job for a few months. Mm. Then one day, one of my brother actually gave me a call. He has a talent agency. So I said, hey, you know, you want to come and try your luck on being a star, whatever. And I said, how much does it pay? He said, oh, it's about $50. During 1994, I think that 93, 94 is a lot of money. Mm. Yeah. So I say, okay, la, what the hell, I'm going to try. La. Mm. So after trying, and suddenly I become a regular for mm. one of the, for DC during the time. Wow. They haven't changed name yet. Okay. So after that, after a few years later, I was being spotted as well mm. as a stunt coordinator. Mm. Because during the time I participate in a kickboxing match or sparring match, mm. because I joined this place called Nan Hua Pai. They have every year there has this sparring contest. Mm. So I joined there for like a few years. Mm. Then they discovered that maybe I should try to learn how to fight as well. Mm. Because I got a bit of background of boxing, which I'm not really good at, mm. to be honest with you. Mm. <laughs> so after that, I go and join and I fight and everything. Then, then So the stunt director that day, I was actually stretching. I was wearing some period clothing. Mm. So I was stretching and then they say, hey, brother, suddenly somebody called me from the back. Then he say, hey, brother. He say, oh, yes, I know who he is. He's a stunt coordinator. Yep. I said, yes, I can help you, sir. said, hey, do you know some martial background? You have martial background? I said, yeah, I'm not really very good, but traditional Chinese martial and Santa in a way. Mm. So he said, hey, we need people over here. Maybe you can join us for part-time. Mm. So give me your number. So after that, I become a stunt man, per se, part-time for mm. like really quite some time. So I'm bouncing back between being and part-time an extra, then become a part-time actor, then become also a part-time stunt person as well. But during that time, part-time, mind you, uh, you like working Monday to Friday non-stop. Mm. Sometimes. There's a period of time we work like completely two, three weeks non-stop. So basically, we're making decent money. Not like right now, it's just like crap. Unfortunately, so... So I it's mean, quite full-time. It's almost like full-time, mm. but then again, you really have a lot of things to do. Because okay. during the time, Channel 8 has a lot of mm. revenue because they need of manpower. Mm. Sometimes I have to bounce from one production to another production within a single day, sometimes. Sure. Okay. Maybe two, three days, I'm, like, I'm making quite decent money, so to speak. Mm. Not really by this standard, mm. but yeah. I was happy. Mm. So that's how I get started. But back in nineteen end of 1999, I don't see myself evolving because mm. I keep doing the same thing over and over again. My price tag never go up. Okay. And I belong to a D category of actors. D. D. Oh. Category D, which is very... I don't know what to say. Lah. Okay. Yeah, so after that, I quit the business. And also, stunt-wise, also declined as well. Everything also almost stopped working mm. after when they announced, like, Mediacorp. Mm. Because for Mediacorp, to, uh, no, from SBC to TCS Correct. and then to Mediacorp. I don't know what happened when they announced being Mediacorp at the time and they, 
work start to decline from China. Yeah, a lot of things like declining, decline, especially in terms of action. So I'm just like, I don't know what to do next. So I went to work as a security personnel, as a bouncer. Okay. So after that, like a couple of years, I think that my bouncer life was just not here, not there. Mm. I also did a bit of a close protection. It's also not here, not there <laughs> during that time. But one day, there was this movie producer and a director. And also one of my friends, old friend, mm. who actually knew me that time, brought them two in to see me. I said, why do you bring him to see me? No, I said, I want to introduce you. Maybe you can get a role or something. Which her name is Corinne. She's a very nice, she's a very nice person. And she's actually ex-girlfriend of Keegan Kang. Yeah, which I saw, okay. So the director, D. Jin, take a look at me. Mm. And I said, and he's not complete. He's a bit too skinny. That time I was like really very skinny. Okay. It's not a bit too skinny. Maybe it doesn't fit the bill. And so, oh, it's okay. It works. Because I really do it at the time. I really don't care. So after that, a few days later, after they left the, the place, left the club, club where I worked, a few days later, two of the assistant producer came over and talked to me and said the one tried to like cast me in the role. And I was just like, I thought a few days ago I wasn't the right cast. Mm -hmm. But they said that probably you suit. So I went over and then I signed a contract and I'd be in, in the movie industry rather than the TV. But what I found out that I kind of love how film give me the liberty of creativity because that they actually let me allow me to use beautiful language, cursing and swearing <laughs> in local thong. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there, there was one time that in the script discussion with Dijin, then I see this word CB in my dialogue. <laughs> then I said, director, in this terms, in this situation, this one little full stop, uh, CB, uh, mm. doesn't stop, doesn't ring a bell, no. Mm. Say, why don't we let me try something different for you? Okay. So there was a scene of me going over to, was a scene when I walk in with K Tong. Mm. That time, this movie called Perv. La. Oh, Forget yeah. Perv, yeah, okay. mm. mm. The time I walk into this, my office, mm. and find one of my employees was sleeping in a job. Okay. So after that, I walk over to him. My words were just like, I asked you to change your fucking lock. What, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done? Part you saying, say, fuck off. When I say yeah. that, right, <laughs> I know Kerton was holding his laughter, <laughs> but the producer and the other all crew member was laughing out loud. So badly, everybody started coughing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they really liked it a lot. So that was rehearsal only. Okay, but we cannot use the take area. Yeah. Can still use it. No, take. use. <laughs> so they said, then after that, I look at Dijin, yes, Dijin said, go ahead. Oh. So the other producer came in, mm. saw the whole thing. He was so loved, man. He couldn't stop his laughing and laughing all the way through. Because then Ketong said it was very fun to play with. Ketong was fantastic, man. Uh -huh. Ketong forever is like one, one of the top guys in Singapore, right? He holds his laughter as well. And then a lot of things that we improvise and make it more natural. Mm. Because I think that what we lack of is sincerity in terms of like, in our movies, language. Yeah. That's the true. sincerity actually brings you to the people who actually on the ground were able to remember or feel like this is home. This is how the way we speak. It's not as if we try to be somebody else that we are not. If let's just say you go overseas, it's different. 100%. Right? Yeah, so that there is one one part of it. And <laughs> uh, and there was one part that <laughs> Ketong could, couldn't stop laughing was that the scene where we walk into this club where I'm working because my character is a pimp, right? So this club, and then I was arguing with the hostess. Mm. And after arguing with the hostess, Ketong, I walked to Ketong with the bar at the pub top. So Ketong line was just said, who's the girl over there? And how old is she? Ketong said this. Then my line returned to him was just like, 
I always never go ahead like jungle. He don't immediately laugh. But that that one thing that that one thing that Dijin can walk over and say, hey, 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 try not to use that. Bush cannot, pros cannot. Oh, that only one was he said. <laughs> then kept on one side laugh again. Then after we changed the whole thing, like, changed the whole thing and. I mean that, you see, kind of jokes that I bring over, mm. it's not that I created it in such a way that it is so natural, even while you hear this live right now, mm -hmm. you are laughing at it. Yep. So what I felt was that it, it's lack of honesty mm. in our creativity, especially during the language or even in the acting bits no. or even the whole dialogue bits. Those things are very important. Mm. So that, okay, let's go back to my story. So therefore, after that, I found the passion in acting. Of course, I along the road, I bumps and bruised a couple of things. I nearly gave up and everything. Mm. <clears throat> I experienced my two of my stu students committed suicide. So those kind of things really almost bring me down. But then again, I persevered until today. Okay, uh, let's get back to that. Let me just check on the, just now such a great story. I'll make sure I have it. We left off with, you have a lot of times that you want to give up. I, and I find that seems to be quite a recurring theme with people in our industry. I'll be honest with you, even for me, there's so many times I'll just say, you know what? That's it. <laughs> because you put your heart out there. Yeah. You put in all your effort. And then it's not just not appreciated. And or rather, maybe you are so, you're doing it for yourself. <laughs> mm. Or maybe you're just narcissistic you only like your own things but it's always recurring I always meet a lot of actors and they say don't think I want to do this anymore and even directors even anybody in our writers and so if you want to share what are the times that you think that one example you gave was your disciples committed suicide but what, what can you share why would you go to that stage that you do not want to continue in this line to begin with I when I started to accept, or no, I started to follow the path of being an artist, mm. being an actor, mm -hmm. so to speak. Yeah, There's a lot of uh, things mm. within myself. Because first of all, I have this, everybody make through that same mistake. Maybe some realize it, some don't. Mm. But for me, I felt that, I thought by perf this movie, mm. in a shoot in Singapore, mm. it's a movie. So yep. it's going to be a hit or whatsoever. I was wrong. Okay. Yes, there's a lot of good write-ups on me. Even some of the people that actually mentioned that I'm one of the favorites character in Perth. Mm. Okay, beside of Ketong, of course. Yeah, sure, of course. So I was very overwhelmed by positive feedback. But then again, I realized that it's not going to happen in Singapore. It's not like in America. It's mm. not like in other countries that appreciate mm. and know how to market you as a actor. Mm. whether you are belong to this faculty or that faculty. Mm. Because to them, it's just that, what do you bring onto the table? Mm. But down here, it's a different ballgame. Okay. So I was, so I read my movie already out. So what happened? There's mm. a lot of write-up, but there's no hiring. There's mm. no hiring at all. Mm. There's no hiring that I was thinking that maybe I can do something, at least make a living. So I was wrong though. So you took, you think that with Perth, you yeah. will break out? Mm. And then success will come to you. Yes. Or at least the next job. Yes. At least there's something slowly climb my way up. But that's not the case. But strangely is that it was a success. It was. But it's not a success of, let's say, a Jack Neal movie. But 
it is still a success. In our industry, it was seen to be one of our forerunners of indie movies. It is. But even that also is still not good enough for an actor to think that, okay, that's good enough, I should try on. Yeah, that's, that was, though, I don't know whether should I consider that as a mistakes mm. or whether that is an opening step for me to realize what kind of industry am I in. Okay. That, 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 mm. that, that's like a learning curve. Mm. Okay. So there wasn't any hiring. Yes, Perf was a success mm. because during the screening at the time, mm. a lot of people was laughing at it because mm -hmm. it's so real. And also there was one part where I beat up the armor. <laughs> okay. And also the, the scene where I beat up my lieutenant in, in the army, mm. which is that occurred during those days mm. because of reservice. So there was a lot of merits on that, but nothing happened. Okay. Nothing happens is because they also realize after that, it's because that we are not widely marketed as a commercial film in a way that is not accepted in the public. If public were to know this, mm. it will be a different ballgame mm. because it wasn't marketing properly. It wasn't, what you call it, like really do a lot of runs at all. Mm. It's only limited to a couple of screens. Mm. And the write-up wasn't as strong as like Hollywood movies or Jack Neal movie. Mm -hmm. It's very one-sided. So maybe the write-up, there is a write-up, but it's very minimized and all people just simply don't care about local movies at all. I think that's also another problem yeah. that we suffer. The Then when I will talk to you about like how I see you as an actor, but then how when do you think that you have broken it? Night come from us? Okay. Or my movie. We work a lot <laughs> yeah. on your stuff, man. Yeah. Okay. Most of the time I get teased by you, basket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when do you think that or was it like I see you your work your seminal work with James? Yeah, James Lee, yes. Yeah, James well, was Lee. Was that was that that sort of like a breakthrough for you as an actor? Because that's when actually no matter what you say, it's still a regional work. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, James actually found me that actually okay, James actually watch me in a lot of movies mm. or short films and some films as well. He didn't realize it's actually me mm. until one day he went to go to Indonesia mm. to do a TV job mm. with one of, one of his friends, a producer, and found this guy, which is actually my Sifu, passing mm. Sifu, mm. called Alip Sat. Mm. Okay? He's a Hong Kong, Hong Kong citizen, mm. but he's actually based in Indonesia at the time because he was born and raised in Indonesia but moved to Hong Kong mm -hmm. and then from Hong Kong moved to Indonesia. Mm. He was the action director. Mm. Okay, has his own stunt team and everything, production. Okay. My Sifu actually showed him a demo reel of mine. And then he said, oh, this guy is pretty good, man. He can do action. Got a bit of a bit of the sea, a bit of like mm -hmm. charisma on it. Then after that day, when he go back to Malaysia, mm. he asked a lot of people, mm. did anybody know this guy by the name of Sunny Pang? Mm. Say, yeah, he's in Lucky 7. You, I uh, thought you watched your film, right? He said, what? Oh, is that guy? He didn't remember that. He saw me in those films. So it was just like, okay. Then after he started to call me, mm. uh, he found me in Facebook, mm. which is a good thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he asked me to come down. Would I want to collaborate in a very small budget independent film? Mm. Call, call if you need me. Well, I said, yeah, I don't mind. I always want to look forward to overseas and work, see how the world goes around. Mm. Then we finally come to agreement and we go over there and work with him for three weeks. And apparently after we finished the film, they, they actually win award in Hong Kong, Digital Silver Screen Award. Yeah. So I was just like, wow, I didn't know that that happened. And then subsequently he asked me to go back to do an action flick. Mm. And then after one after another, and we actually have future collaboration, but that was put into halt mm. because of certain reasons. Mm. So that spiraled up that doorways for me. But before that, I actually also 
go to Indonesia to do some work as well because I was supposed to do a action movie with one of the what one of the production house mm. based in Australia mm. and also in Indonesia as well. Mm, mm. But that also tainted a little, not tainted, so boxed up a little bit. So mm. didn't didn't happen. Mm. And that was where I met my Sifu. Alib actually, my Sifu actually took me in as well. In between shooting with uh, James, mm. James Lee, and with my Sifu actually got me into other production to do actions, mm. teach me a lot of things. Mm. Teach, me, teach me how to action direct. That was like 12 or 13 years ago. Wow. Yeah, that was a long time ago. So he taught me a lot of things. Mm. So he only put me on the films. He said, budget is not really great. Mm. But he says to me that this is the attitude an actor should be mm. learning and all this and that. Mm. But he also told me that, are you going to be an actor forever or are you going to be something else? Mm. I said, this is a good question because I was thinking of going behind the line one of these days. He said, good idea, should stay into it. So that is for me, it's just like probably go both ways, doing stunt, or stunt coordination or action direct mm. or maybe in front of the camera. Yeah, this is how I actually started to answer your questions that where do I find my benchmark arises? Mm. That's where I met with uh, Timo okay. in Indonesia. One mm. of my, our mutual friend, Andrew, was friend of Timo Chichanto, mm. was asking him about where can I find a Chinese actor who actually can act and then can do uh, action as well? Yep. You see, I asked myself, you have so many people in Indonesia, mm. why not them? But not, why me? Mm. But they say they would have to have a distinctive look. Mm. So he watched some of my stuff and immediately he contacted me mm. and he came down to Singapore and meet me personally. Mm. And he talked to me about this project called The Night Come For Us. Mm. And he wanted me to play that character. I said, yeah, it will be nice because it's kind of interesting. And his writing is very good. Mm. In his writing, because I said that I did watch you in Makap, the, the Indonesian title is Rumah Dada. That was really good because I was in screening. I saw him, his work. I said, this guy is really good. Mm. Hopefully one day I work with him. And finally I met him mm. and we met together. And then we were actually went into pre-production training and everything. And that's where I also meet Gareth Evans. Mm. And, and that's how we get our relationship. Mm. But something went wrong during, wow. the, during that period of time. Mm. Uh, when I did go back in a couple of weeks and I have to go back there and train again and to start the film, they canned the whole film. Oh, no. And things didn't work very well. Both of Timo and Gareth spoke to me personally mm. then apologized what actually happened. I said, that's okay. You know, shit happens. No, when shit happens, you got to accept it, the faith one way or the other. So... This is not Night Come For Us. The Night Come For Us first. Wow, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, first. Then Timo said that whatever he do next... Mm he will put me in the movie, okay. in his movie. Mm. Gareth also the same thing he said. And he really hoped that one day work together with me if the time arises. And, and, my, and I did tell them that this, look guys, getting to know you guys mm. is a privilege already. Mm. Mm. Whether do I work with you guys or not, it doesn't matter. And because we know each other as friends. Mm. And I know how things work. Mm. And I won't blame you because of anything else. Because we grow old enough to understand that certain circumstances we need to accept. Mm. Not everything is all based on us because that ego, our work is in the ego, not mm. as, an, as our real personality. That's me, actually. So they, they remember that. But somehow, six or eight months later, Timo, give me a call. Hey, fucker. Say, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the way we talk is like that. Within about one and a half months, come down, we got a role for you to be the villain. It's called Headshot. This movie called Headshot. So that movie actually spiraled me all the way up to international level. Yeah. It was a fantastic scene, the way your character was introduced. Because to me, 
when you watch a movie, sometimes whether you hate it or you like it, and I thought you eating the noodles and all that was <laughs> was so fantastic. And as a Singaporean villain or whatever, yeah, that's a great way to introduce a Singaporean. Yeah. Next thing is slippers. Singaporean villain needs to wear slippers. Yeah, seen that beginning scene that was very fun, but during the pre-production period, I won't say it, whatever it is, but mm. there were some people actually doubt about my ability. Okay. But then again, Timo actually fought for me. Yeah. That's everything, I think. That yeah. of the Timo and Gareth and James Lee and some of the actors, mm. some of the directors that I know, mm, mm, including mm. yourself, mm. will actually fought for me. And they believe in me because they know how much I can do. Mm. They trust in me. So Timo said, no matter what, you have my guarantees and this will happen. And during the screening of uh, doing in Toronto International Film Festival, mm. I haven't seen them for a while, you know. That person sitting next to me, okay, one chair away from me. <laughs> okay. And then when the screen start, okay, it was 1,800 seaters, big cinemas. Mm. And people were actually playing beach balls before the start of the movie. Wow. Everybody was like nuts. And we were quietly sneak into the seats okay. before they introduced us. So after the movie plays, we have interviews. I was just like, people are jeering, cheering and everything. While doing the movie play, the opening scene of mine, with me coming out from jail, the guy came over to me and gave me the thumbs up. Say, I love it. Okay. And uh, when during the scene that I want to shoot that day, I tell myself this. I'm the only Singaporean. I cannot let my countrymen down. All right. Yeah. I can't fuck this over, man. Oh. I just got to go push all the way through. So that night, I actually did not sleep. Wow. I did not sleep at all. I really did not sleep. Mm. So that my first day of shoot is that opening scene. So I was just like, hold on to it, hold on to it. I stuck myself. I go request for early makeup. Mm. Then I sit myself inside the jail cell. That was my first day. Mm. And I took a pack of cigarettes, I smoked down there and saw like being the character, trying mm. to get, remember my lines and everything, so mm. get into it. So the, <laughs> Timo said, hey, where's the fucker? <laughs> he opened the door, he saw me sitting down there, oh, okay, okay. So he knows what I'm doing, so he let me be. And yeah, and that day, when the first day of the opening scene, I saw it myself. Mm. I said, that day I promised myself not to give up. Okay. Not to throw my Singaporean people's face. Mm. So that's where I persevered. Mm. And then I was given a thumbs up. And after that, it was surreal, of course. People were cheering and I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that people would actually like my characters. Mm. From, from the Americans or Europeans or whatever. Mm. But I get a lot of people praised from overseas. Okay. And there was an article written about me saying that, Oh, Sonny Pang, just that fucking weather, walking over dead corpses. Immediately when I read that article, that line, I jumped up from my seat. I said, yes. <laughs> and Darth Vader is one of my favorite icons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think that's a fantastic resume that you have already. But in terms of acting, of course, action is going to be where you're good at. Because I can tell you for a lot of this kind of action genre, mm. it's very difficult to do because it needs a swagger. Because if you play straight or too serious, or it's just, it's not. It's, but you need to carry a little bit of like... Weight. Weight. And yeah. also you need to know the genre. and So it's a very kind of narrow... Not all actors can do it. Some fantastic actors, but maybe they can't do genre pieces. Yeah. But for you, that's how I see it. And also I see that you are very hungry. Even we met many years before we worked together was that you're very cautious, but then you're always very open to opportunities. Yeah. But what 
what kind of things do you think an actor needs to do to hustle? That means they do they need to keep on sucking up to this or that or gotta do, gotta keep on meeting people or <laughs> which, which I'll be honest with you, some actors are a little bit too much. <laughs> and I'm like oh. especially for me, I'm not those that will molly coddle my actors or make them feel good or what I'm but I would like to think that I help actors when they need to. But do you think an actor need to really learn how to hustle? I think learning hustle is part and parcel of the job. But then again, how the way you hustle is also very important. Like for myself, I do not have any agents in Singapore. That's the first thing that I don't really like. Mm. The agent, unfortunately, I can say that not all of them, but then again, I will prefer to do it on my own way. First of all, I do know what kind of directions I wanted to. That's one thing my CEO always said. To me, that know what you really think about it and go and do it, but don't think too long. Mm. But be independent if you have to, because nobody will, nobody will actually cares about you until you care for yourself. That's good. Yep. So that's where I notice that, and I see foresee for my own future to be handled by my own self. Like for actors, whether do they need to suck up whatever they, but some people do it for the sake of doing it, because they have no skill. Okay. Unfortunately, I have to say this. Yep. When I see it for my own eyes and a couple of times that wow, like again, what's so good about it? And especially mm. right now, I'm not against anybody down here. It's just only that why do we need a lot of Instagrammer or Instagrammer or influencer? You talk talking about the numbers and everything. That's I'm being objective here, not subjective to anybody or whatsoever. Mm. It's just being mm. that trying to look into a broader picture and what happened to our quality. Right. Mm. So why people do need their suck up because of that? And then why do we need to inst uh, Instagram and all this, or social YouTuber, media. social media, yeah. whatsoever, right? All those people should just do their things, whatever they need to get themselves through. For me, it's just that I'm lucky because of my skill set that people recognize. I hustle a lot because I just take whatever comes onto the table. Hmm. Because also coming again from my CEO, I said, whatever's on the table, just finished it. Hmm. Whatever you can eat. Because you never know what the next job is going to be, especially in Singapore mm. because he understand what Singapore looks like in terms of the form of the way I do my work mm. because I spoke to him a lot about in terms of Singapore media mm. he said that Singapore media is not like in Indonesia because you have the wide range of things for you okay. to play around mm. a lot and huge mm. but Singapore is very minimum and marketing is very bad mm. which is I and uh, me too I agree Yeah, and it's very sad that you have to hustle in different things because I keep on telling him I'm doing different projects mm. They say, just do. We need to just do it and don't depend on any agents to give you a job. Mm. I heard that some agents only market those who are a bit more famous. And what are those that left over is just, what, what's the point? There are some agents keen to sign me up. I say no. I say no because I know what it's going to up to. Don't mm. waste my time. Mm. I would rather do the things what I like and go my own ways. Because I think that you need to take pride in what you do. Mm. I'm a bit hard-headed because of the kind of things I've been brought up in. For a lot of people may not think this way because they either has, they either do the other way around, mm. just like sleeping with people, which mm. I know, and at the end, there's nothing get done. Some even get banned over to do certain things. Mm. Maybe they get a certain fame, but when they their product comes out, they can't act Didn't, for shit. Yep, okay. okay. And you think that by me, a lot of people think that, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I can do action, this and that. I'm not done by, I'm not doing for overnight. Though. I have formal training with really Hong Kong stunt directors. Mm. Okay, two. One is Pun Chiang, Pan Xiang, 
The other one is Alipsat from all both from Hong Kong. Mm. Especially with Alipsat, he grind me a lot. Mm. And I do a lot of things, even though at that time I was also an actor, but I jump in immediately in his production in Indonesia to be an extra, mm. to be a stunt person, to get the taste of what's to be done by this kind of standard. Mm. You know what I mean? So at least I get to know more. And a lot of people thinking by watching YouTube or learn, see this, you think you can do already? I think that that seems to be quite prevalent with the YouTube generation. Uh, but I think coming back to you would be, yeah. even though it seems like everything seems to be an accident, that's why I say about the hustling part. I think you're very targeted to what you want to do. Yeah. Going towards like even Indonesia. Because don't forget, there's no precedence. And in Singapore, a lot of things about precedence. That means like, after maybe they hear this podcast and you'll probably see some Singaporeans maybe going to Indonesia <laughs> or going to talk to James Lee. Uh, yeah. But no, but that's maybe that's how our education system is. I think, yeah, it's sad thing that this kind of thing happens. You don't mm. have, for me, because I have a body of work before I get recognized by people. Mm. Because I believe that my who said this before, keep on working what you work. There are people got eyes to see. Okay you will get recognized mm. one way or the other. Mm. Maybe not in Singapore, mm. but maybe overseas, you do not know. Mm. And that's where you met me anyway. But after I see you, he said, you actually have the caliber. You can act, you can fight, which mm. is a rare thing. So keep at it. You tell mm. me that. Yeah. And it's interesting is because when I first saw you was was the shot by Sun Ko. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't like there were not many clothes on but after that I just thought it's like wow this guy is willing to do anything <laughs> and and that's important because oh shit yes because a lot of actors here every time you tell them about any role yeah. they, the first thing they will just say is that they don't want to do a lot of things and that was like wow this guy is very courageous and Especially when, after that, you did the Lucky 7. Yeah. So I thought, wow, this... And after that, I think with Sam and all that, we introduced uh, that. <laughs> then, yeah, but I think it, it's... I don't think it's by design because even after all this talk and all that, you are very quietly plotting your own career. Yeah. You, in the meantime, also not just plotting for... But you also improve your craft. Yes. I can see even even with working with the Ronin team even five, six years ago with mm. Diamond Dogs till now, the huge improvement in terms of the services and then the commitment yeah. and your team. And this time, even when I worked on the Bellatrix Rise, you were not around. Yeah. You talked about it, you planned it, you put everything in order, but then the execution, you completely not around. And I think it just goes to show that we saw you trying to come together with a stunt team and then now your stunt team is matured yeah, a lot. Yeah. So that's why I mean by the plotting and then it's always uh, going forward. Now we are seeing that you are really doing international projects that we will die to have. But what do you think Paul has to offer or do you think you need to actually do more overseas work? That for you as an actor, let's say actor, don't talk about stunts. Okay, I will put into perspective that Singapore has a lot to offer if they wanted to. Not just me alone. Mm. Because I, it's going to be very selfish if I just said only me alone. Mm. Which is, this is a subject about mess. Mm. Of course, we are talking about, just now you, when you're saying that some actors will only choose to certain things to do. Because the mindset is grilled. 
to put it in such a way that oh, bad, acting bad guy is bad, mm. being nude is bad. No, we don't do this. Do you mean that in in the real life you don't actually go to bed with your loved ones? Mm. You know what I mean. Mm. You are talking about being a real life situation or acting out a situation that happens. Mm. You know what I mean. It's just an art piece. Mm. You don't take it in such a way of disgrace. What we try to inflict in our system is just that. Oh, this is bad. That is good. This is mm, a mm, mm, you mm. categorize good and bad. Mm. But actually, we live in a gray world. Totally true. <laughs> All right. Totally true. When you look into things, right, you're not looking into perspective, but you just separate between good and bad. Mm. So the bad guy wear have a mustache with earrings and yep. tattoo. Yeah. Mm. And then the good guy is all clean shaven, mm. good looking. Mm. So we're still stuck with this. We're still stuck to this kind of BS. As for the Koreans already evolved so much, mm. we can too, mm. if we choose to do so. Mm. And the kind of support that oh, they always say this are uh, oh they are Koreans we are Singaporean but you mean we pee differently from them? No. We eat differently from them. Mm. What is that? Mm. This is only the excuse because they are just plain lazy. They don't go lengths to over that what the local guys has to offer, mm. which I discovered that there's a lot of local guys can offer a lot of things, mm -hmm. not just basically only me myself, mm. you yourself, and some of the all the people that we know mm. can offer because if you have a system that allows creativity to flow. Mm. There's a lot of things to do, mm. and we will not run out of jobs. And basically, you're promoting Singapore in the wider range of around the world even more. Mm. People know that Singapore is this as an island, mm. but nobody knows that Singapore how pretty they are. To be honest, right? You do all these promotions of tourism promotions, right? Mm. Only that percentage, I can tell you, out of a hundred percent, only five to ten percent people give a shit mm. about this thing. Because they are just walk by. If they're interested to look into it, they'll pick it up. Mm. But how many of them will be actually be interested in Singapore? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Maybe there's certain technology and all this that they know about that technology, but they don't really know about culturally mm. that what we have, mm. the food, the places, or, or the people around us, people mm. in the local scene, all those things. But movie itself, it's a form of media that people wanted to understand you more. That's how the Korean came about. Yeah. What you're talking about is soft power, lah. Yes. That means be, uh, through culture, that yes. people are interested in your language, yes. your food, yes. your coming over for a visit. That's I think the end goal. Yeah. But going there, I think is really tough because number one is especially films, ah. Yeah. Singapore films don't normally do that. Yeah. But I find that that can change. That can change. Okay. The last time when I was in Austin, Texas with one of the distribution company mm. that we were there to promote the headshot. Okay. I speak to the distributor myself. Mm. So what do you think of Singapore movies? He looked at me straight in the eyes and mm. he said, Sonny, I'll be very honest with you. He speaks in American tone. I'll be very honest with you. There is no genre in your country. I said, what do you mean by genre? It's a universal theme genres. Mm. It's very local. It's not wrong, but then again, it's hard to understand. Then after that, when I dig in more, mm. and I understand the universality means genres mm. of films. And our genres is very basically on that, oh, home, this, HDB. It's not wrong, but there is no a point that is universality that you can sell. Everything is very diluted by, oh, the point A to point B is this way. It's not like point A to point B, let's be more flexible, be more realistic. Mm. in terms of your context mm. of your film. But it's more like everything is very composition. Even our dialogues are compositions. Not very like normal people the way we talk. 
A film must be like, cannot be bad words, or you need to do this, you need to take out that. But we allow other films to do so, but not our films. So maybe I think that's also how I feel about a lot of you. Do you have to? Okay, we can stop. No, no, it's okay. We, I think about content. Uh, that's why I like to do about genre because a lot of people say that even like Diamond Dolls or why is because we are just so pristine. Yes, it is, and it's not real. It's not real. It's not real that everybody would think that Singapore is squeaky clean and then law abiding and and we are. But we are more than that too. Yes. I think there's, I think a lot of, I think nearer to people that we gravitate to with other directors yep. or like it, that we see that Singapore is more than that and we want to show how real it is or how gritty it is yes. or how corrupt maybe we can even say that not the government people but other people oh but yes oh yes we, we, the we, normal people that are very corrupt yeah yeah <laughs> because every time we see corrupt only a lot of people get very nervous that it's the government maybe not lah maybe not no need to be the police no need to be but I think the material is too mm. too thin and mm. too not too interesting because they are like they don't dare to be too how to say detailed yeah, in a way, yes. And so people they, are scared that oh, they think that we're too perverted or we're too <laughs> violent or too... Yeah. I did something. Can you imagine? Oh, only one punch allowed the hit. I said, huh? Why? Oh, because it's TV. Yeah, but you watch some other shows that there is as well, right? Oh, no, the, it's a kind of rules and regulations. It's so sanitized that I was just like WTF, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. everything is very... But other people can do, but we cannot. But mm. why? My question is why nobody has answered my this question. Yeah, but then how are we going to compete? Yeah, how are you going to compete? And you say that you want to you want to sell your stuff to Netflix, but do you think Netflix will accept this kind of crap? I work with them. I know how the way. Mm. And if you look at the productions and what do we have mm. right now? Nothing. Mm. All those old stuff. Maybe some documentary. Okay. Mm. Okay. But then again, that's how it is. That's the benchmark. And when we have this kind of sanitizing level, that is why when I spoke to the distributor over there, that is too sanitized. They did say the same thing, but I said that, but he did say that, but you are different. You are like another level of animal, <laughs> which actually we need. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> which is a good praising words or a compliment words that I receive. Mm. But because I think differently, not all of us are like that. I think that if we keep on thinking of doing this way, our industry will never grow. Then my the other question will be this. Why educate our younger ones with all this? I think they want the soft power. But I think so far, every time they educate the filmmakers, they all turn against the government. That's the, I think that's the main problem. But it don't have to be... I think it's because it looks like that. It's because we question. Yeah. Like, why one punch? Yeah. And then you just saw something we did. Just oh, yes. Start. Oh, yes. It's not... And I don't know, it may be censored after that, but yeah, you need I, to do enough. I think that maybe we cannot completely blame the government totally. Sure. But look at me that there's always this middle level that we have to look into. Mm. Those people, whether they dare to do or not. Mm. Okay, to be honest with you, right now, as I'm handling so many things, mm. with my stunt team and my own work and everything, mm -hmm. right, there's so many things on the ground. Mm. That is why you see that my guys can deal with their own when I give mm, them the job. Mm, mm, mm. Because I completely trust in them. And because I don't question them, mm. I give them all the information they need. Mm. And the rest of it, when you got problem, then you call me, I tell them. Mm, no mm. problem, don't come and disturb me because <laughs> I will fly and kick your ass if you do. <laughs> 
Okay. You know what I mean? You have to have a complete trust, right? I think the on top down there may not know about all these things. They are not. Because you have all these politics around you, there's so many problems mm-hmm. right now. You look at the COVID. Mm. There's so many headaches, mm. right? I'm not trying to carry their balls whatsoever, but that is the fact. Paperwork whatsoever. The first thing you step into, there are tons of problems waiting for you to solve. Mm. These are probably would, would be the least problem. Mm. Maybe we make noise out of it, but it doesn't go all the way up. Mm. They may not listen because, not they don't want to listen, because they may not know it, it happens. I think what you are talking about in the middle is basically about bureaucracy. Lah, because on every other level before the head, yeah. if each one self-censor a little bit, yes. by the time it goes up, there's nothing left. Yes, that's right. That is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so I, maybe the top guys don't even know. Don't even know this is happening. Yeah, yeah. They'll just leave at it is. They'll just look at it because, of course, that bureaucracy is not, uh, not wrong. Mm-hmm. But then again, if you know how to open it up, mm-hmm. that's even better. Mm-hmm. But the problem is who is sitting on the middle down there, okay? Not that I want to blame them because they're afraid of their rice bowl as well. Sure. But at least grow some guts. No, but I then think, again... Yeah, yeah, but not so much of like even grow the guts. It's because you are a shining example that it works. That the genre works and if maybe people think that, oh, that's very narrow in terms of just doing fights or action or whatever, but... You are now doing quite a lot of international success that a lot of our even commercial filmmakers would die to have. Yeah. So there is some level of success and that success comes from taking risks. Yeah, you have to. That's part of it. Isn't it? You took risks and that segues to actually going back to your last job that you just came back from. And yeah. I think a lot of people would love to... <laughs> If I'm, even you, yeah. have done so much things and suddenly they say, okay, I'm going to go to a Hollywood Netflix production, I will lose my shit. So how did you gather the balls to go on set on Thursday? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. This one is a very interesting question. When I step on the plane the first day, I say, oh shit, man, what am I getting myself in? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to meet Forrest Whitaker, Tom Hardy, mm. and some other stars. Jessie Malin, mm. she's from Shadow and Bone Netflix. Mm. And Justin, she's in uh, Jingle Jangle. Mm. And some other stars as well. I'm, I consider nobody. But then again, a lot of people give me the respect, especially the directors who actually give me these opportunities. And also Luis as well. I don't know, seriously. And I tell myself I cannot fuck this up. So far, there's no complaints, so that's good. Also, that I met up with Yen Yen as well. Yen Yen and my old friends. Mm. We met 15 years ago. Mm. So there was one day we were supposed to do a scene together with Forrest Whitaker mm. and other cast members, a big scene. So I spoke to Yen and I said, hey, we're going to meet up with Forrest Radius. And after we don't know what to do, we were just like little fans. So finally that day came and there was a scene with Forrest Yen Yen mm. myself. And we just do like normal. We go through so much. The day before itself, I really go through a lot well, with myself on the lines and, mm-hmm. and so on. So I just do, man. I did not have a second thought about I will do this wrong or whatsoever. I was mm. focusing because I did tell Yen Yen, Yen Yen, I'm going to give all out to you. Say, she said, brother, let's go. <laughs> so we throw bounce back, back and forth. It was really good. But then again, Forrest Whitaker was down there looking at us. Mm. Acting, so he was not supposed to. He can just leave because he's, he's such a high level of actors, right? Mm. But he was there giving me the eyeline. Forrest wow. Whitaker. Wow. Gave me the eyeline and Justin as well. And Quinn, Quinn, uh, Quinn, the one of the actresses, mm. was there to give me the eyeline so I can look at everybody and do my lines. Mm. 
I was just like, this is a guy who won Academy Award mm. giving me an eye line. Mm. Even though he knows he can sit back, I don't care. What a great honor this moment is for me. Mm. You know what I mean? It's nothing more like it. I feel so fulfilled at mm. the end. And guess what he says to me at the end after the shoot? Was that? that was cool, man, what you just did. Fuck, man. I was wow. just like, wow, coming from Forrest, man, I was just like, wow. that was real cool, bro. Yeah. So, wow. How do you have the guts? Because sometimes, uh, like, you try to get a job. You try to get a job better than your last job, of course. But in this case, you almost, this could be it. This yeah. could be, like, the Make best thing. Yeah. And on the other hand, also, because of your body of work that you have done, did you feel like, okay, I? it's because you know the director. Yeah. It's that helps friends. a lot because if it's out of nowhere, maybe if you're sent to another place with no nobody, do you think you still have that kind of confidence? I think I'll just still do it because I think that many behind me at stake, especially reputation as my countrymen, my come from Singapore, not known to many. So I told myself this, I can't fuck this up. A lot of people behind me, hmm. especially I'm wearing the flag of Singapore. You know what I mean? So I, hopefully that's going to bring some pride out of it. Mm. At the same time that those people who rooted for me, my fans, overseas fans, when I announced it, everybody, you know, my overseas fans all go nuts. Mm. They know what they are up for. Especially a couple of friends, fans from America mm. actually go nuts. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, what's next? What's your goal? A Korean something? There's something in the mix that I'm currently doing. I also wanted to bring Ronin Action Group, my, my boys and girls I'm from in Ronin, to do an international projects, which that is happening in coming because it's something to do with period piece, but not period piece, but a period piece that bring into modern context. Okay. There's nothing firm yet, but definitely tomorrow as we speak, it's Thursday, right? Tomorrow, mm. Friday, mm. I'm going to talk to them regarding about the confirmation of the dates. Mm. And I bring my guys to go overseas with alongside with me. Wow. And I'm also action directing, I'm also acting. So I'm going to try to do this, bring into table and see mm. what Singaporean are made of. Mm. It's not really a high budget, so to speak, like Havoc mm. is like 80 million, but this is like a bit smaller. Sure. Sometimes I always see it's like a big project called Big Press. Egos. Yeah, big <laughs> egos. And smaller projects, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And maybe you can excel. And you yeah, can, I hope so. Yeah. But all projects, uh, you and I, we both know, right? Mm. All is a gamble. Sure. Yeah, everything is gamble for in film industry. So that's why that we might be also hosting a very big production in Singapore next year. Mm. But right now, I just keep it in a very quiet. Sure. But no, hopefully it yep. works. Mm. And because we are still in the midst of talking as well, mm. Ronin Action Group, my productions will, my production will be hosting it. Mm. And there will be some other Hollywood big names. So we will just see what's going to happen. And also that to open up jobs for local guys as well. So we'll see what actually we'll do. But there are other things on pipeline. Yeah, we are doing it. And I already signed two or three productions with UK Production House. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let me bring back to the podcast, which is working with directors, right? Working with local directors and then Malaysian director difference. Actually, there are, <clears throat> each one I can say is this. Every director director's approach are the same to get good productions out. Of course, some of the approach are very different. Mm. But as I more already a lot of experience at it, I would prefer to work with the directors that I know. Mm. They already know. Mm. So I know the style of the way they work. Okay, of course, there's some of them have a certain character of their own, but most of them are clowns. <laughs> 
<laughs> why I say that is because they like to. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm like attracted to kanapok all the time, kana mm. disturb all the time. Mm. Then they'll make fun of me or joke with me. But okay. I think that's the thing that we maybe that's how the way I function. Mm. I like to keep things light. a bit more fun and yeah. light, mm. so that it's, at least we can jokes and then we can talk about scripts. But of course, when it comes to work, we work mm. because we need to know that what your direction is, okay. and then also that beforehand I will explain to you what I foresee these things are, how the way I approach this. Do you want this or do you want that? Mm. Then there's a lot of discussion before the production itself. So that's the way I work. But one thing I don't like some of those productions that is who actually pretend to be directors. Yeah, okay. but they're actually no nuts. <laughs> okay. Especially my experience in 2011, uh, no, 2013, okay? Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to accusate, accuse, uh, accuse yeah. of somebody mm. down there, but that person basically is an idiot. Or okay. not, the investor is a very nice guy, but mm. then again, that director's and producer's is a fucking idiot. Wow. Okay. okay. Strong words. Oh, I'm sorry. I just have <laughs> yeah. to be straight in the face. Okay. Okay. And right now he's teaching. I don't know what he's going to teach out of yeah. all those people. Lah. Yeah. I think that's the thing about you. Uh, this, you are very black and white with a lot of things. So yeah. I also scared that then suddenly there'll be one day that you don't like me. There'll be another podcast five years no, later. No. But I think so far la, with, with my working with you is like you have a very strong sense of camera. Very interested to know how, especially stunts. La, of course, you need to know where the cameras are. But you you do care about the close-up. And I noticed that you actually perk up whenever you needed to do emotional scenes. So some things like even left behind. I see you sweat more sometimes even than the action films that we've done. <laughs> <laughs> that I see that you try more. You really was more present. You try to really be... You were almost like you had to put more effort into the drama parts. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? I think because that drama, because my understanding of drama, it's very different from others. Mm. I think it's very, it's also equally important than action. Mm. But actually, in the overall, after so many years of, 20 years in this industry, right? Filming especially, film especially, you should be focusing on the drama bits more. Mm. Because that's the primary of why we call it storytelling. Action is only as a supporting of the whole entire story. Mm -hmm. Because if you're just selling the action permits, mm -hmm. might as well just see actual fight. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Of course, they are good in plus point. There's a selling, depending on what kind of genres that you're doing it. Of course, right now, if you look into the Korean cinema side, mm. their drama is really good. Their yeah. action is also very good. Mm -hmm. Why is that so? Mm. Both in terms of balance. Because storytelling... It's all about storytelling. Mm. It's not just about action storytelling. True. So I think the drama bits I put in effort is because I don't want audience to see me only as, as an action actor. The drama bits, I can do it as well. Mm. A lot of people do not discover that. But James Lee, yourself, and other, mm. even, who is it? Sam Lowe also know mm -hmm. that as well. Mm. And even for Timo and Gareth also know that as well. Because very rare people will see this. They only see that, oh, Beautiful is beautiful. Black one is very black one. Mustache is bad guy. Because you guys see grey. Mm. You don't see colours. You don't see black, white is white. Mm. Everything is grey. Mm. So when you have that grey, you tell better stories. Mm. That's why I prefer to work with you guys rather than anybody else. Okay. Yeah. So 
let's move down now, which is like mm. even Timo. Yes. Difference, Indonesian, Singapore. Is like directors working also, with directors. Also the same thing, like I said. Maybe because culturally, they are very friendly. Mm. They're very friendly, very open as well. They are down here also the same thing. Mm. But in terms of hospitality, they're because they're because I'm foreigner. Mm. Of course, you don't want to like, hey, this is my friend as well. They're very mm. brotherhood kind of thing. Very personal. Mm. Because they know that they know that you can achieve. Mm. They even look after you more. Which that that what's I was being treated. Mm. For headshot, night come for us. Mm. And for even for Havoc as well. Mm. Because Gareth always asked me, everything okay with you? Yeah, Gareth was it? Same like Timo, because both of them are born in the same year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. But both of them are Joker. Because mm. the way I call it, because every day they will say, hey, do you understand this or not? Say, yeah, I understand. I understand. They say, thank you. I say, thank you, honey. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> we how, also like to do this. How do you think for a director to work with you, yeah. The most important thing that maybe they have to understand working with an actor like you. I think working with actors is not wrong, depending on what kind of calibers of actors you're working with. And also depending on how the attitude of the TV, uh, actors mm. it is, right? I noticed that there's a lot of people these days complain a lot. Uh, mm. Why this? Why that? Why are you asking me so much why? Mm -hmm. Didn't you read the bloody script? That's why that I think that going back to the script is actually very important. Mm. When you're on that day, you have to read before that mm. and understand where you want to come from, mm. where you're coming from, especially when pre-production. Like sometimes I know how the way I work with you, I always ask you why this, why that mm -hmm. in the beginning. Mm. Then after doing the actual acting, I don't ask anymore. I don't ask anymore because I know that you already explained to me mm -hmm. why should I ask so much. Okay. Yeah, they're either that or they're very lazy. Mm. Either that, they don't remember the lines. Mm which is sometimes very painful for directors, which I know. Sometimes uh, directors also like to change lines as well because mm. it suits a certain thing. So mm. we try to be the best of it because there's always ways to like tweak the lines mm. they are doing shoot and also different ways to shoot to compensate and help the actors to perform. Okay. Which is sometimes, is, which is good. A lot mm. of what I work with know about this, even Gareth and yourself, everybody mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. those I work with, yeah. But uh, with, how do you think about rehearsals? Do you like rehearsals just before the shoot or long before the shoot? I think we should do both. Because mm. the opening, like I did this movie called with Zahe Omar. Mm. This is another director, which is actually very good as well. Mm. I saw that. Malaysia. I really like that. Yeah. I, really I, I like that film. Oh, he approached me three years before. Strangely, is very, is one of more Hong Kong. Yeah. Films. Yes. yes. <laughs> from a Malaysian. Yes. I'm working a Malay, with Malay, 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 Malay. Uh, but yeah, it's strangely very Hong Kong. Yes, but it's good. At yeah. the same time, the script is very good. So yeah. for like Zahir Omar that time, when I first, when we start, finally start shoot the whole thing, mm. I was attached to it for three years. Mm. So finally everything go greenlit. Mm. And I suggest that let's do a play. We follow exactly what is happening, mm. but downplay it in a way we don't have to follow lines. We just say whatever it is, mm. but act it out as the character itself. Mm -hmm. So this system that I actually use a lot of times mm. with uh, even for even uh, because I coach some of my guys to be an actor as well. Mm -hmm. So I just let them free run with this whole thing mm. and let them extract their very best out of it. Mm. And then directors and acting coach was there as well. Mm. So to see whether what kind of grounds that you need to change. So for actors who actually remembers how what they have done before. So we did that for one week. Different Every scenario. scene. Every, not every scene, different scene. Important scene. Im, important and non-important and every day that is very different scenario mm. we mm. came up with. What happened this, what happened that, what happened. So in terms of for directors also to see visually, to have conceptualized of how the way we're going to look like. Before you shoot. Before the shoot, yeah. Okay. 
So as I think it's actually a very good model, yeah, which I came up with this idea. Mm. Then the acting coach approached, say that, approve of it. Mm. And then the directors also approve of it as well. So we did that for one week. Havoc? Was there a lot of rehearsals? Havoc? Havoc? We, no. We just have a, I'll just have a one-on-one with the directors. Because before then, beforehand, I read the whole script. I know what's mm-hmm. happening. I know how good is Tom Hardy is. Okay. And I know how good is Forrest is. Yeah. So I have no questions about Forrest, the ability. Like my friend. Like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your friend, not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then what we did was just understand from the directors what he actually wants. Mm. But actually, I already know what he wants. But it's only the tonality of the speech what mm. he really wanted it. So we adjust that. But on that day itself, there was also another bit of change. So we just immediately go into it. Okay. So he will see you do whatever you prepared. Yep. And after that, do you have some changes or? Yeah, just a little bit of changes. Okay. But the rest, will he leave it to me. Wow. So quite frightening because that means you prepare, nobody has seen it. You've never done a rehearsal and then you just did it in front of like all these giant yeah, yeah. actors. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot because of Because he trusts in me because he saw all my work. Yeah. Gareth actually and Timo both all seen, seen all my work. Mm. So they know where I can deliver Mm-mm-mm. and they really like what I do. So they hope to, they did say they want to work with me again. Sure, wow, yeah. okay. What's your wish list? Like? Okay, this is, we're still in October 21. Yeah. What's your wish list of what kind of projects? Freaking good drama, no action or whatever. What's your wish list? Actually, giving me a chance right now, I would rather read. I would really hope that because right now there's a talk between me, Keping, and Vincent mm-hmm. on this epic films that we wanted to do. Because three of us all have martial backgrounds, are all three actors, and also some of the local like Fauzi Lali, uh, Siva Kumar, mm-hmm. all these people. So it's, it's about Singapore's expendables, huh? I want to do with something more emotionally attached <laughs> oh, okay. to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So right now I can't say much, mm-hmm. but okay. But Sounds that, like a nice line lineup already. Yeah, but Fauzi Lali, Siva Kumar, and some other actors that we know. I really wish to do that because that, but solely of course that I'll be the one action directing because I know exactly what I want mm-hmm. to do. And with the work of some other, of course, Ronin Action Group and mm-hmm. with my one of my yeah. Sounds, sounds like yeah. a great story. And with Eugene Tan, one of my good friends, uh, of we, course, both of them, both of us will be co-directing. Mm. Yeah, we hopefully that will happen. Mm. Uh, with a long, uh, in coming hopefully one one year plus-ish. Mm. So the other ones, that wish list that I, actually is coming true. Remember I told you about March, right? Mm. I'm going to UK. You know this movie called Zatoichi? Yeah, you they have been talking about this project for Yong's. Yeah, we're going to, similar to it, I'm acting inside as a blind spot. Right. But that one is going to be a slightly a little bit bloody. Yeah. That that seems to be quite a pet personal project for a long time. You've been holding on to it. No? Yeah, because I think that I always like this sense of loneliness. Maybe it's just me. Mm. Because I know that all our success is not depending on anybody else. Mm. It's depending on oneself. So the blindness is because it's best to not to see, mm. but feel and hear what's around you. But yeah, that, that is very personal. Mm. which the producer is like very nice mm. that they actually pick it the idea up mm. and want really love to work with me and he's actually from Indonesia but based in UK right now mm. so yeah and the director as well Ranjit mm. so we are like working towards that sounds great I think what's great about this is that because we've been talking about a lot of projects and yeah. that, but your star is coming to the point that your whatever your wish list can come true because you do have a little bit more sway now 
and you have a little bit more ads. Yeah. And hopefully these projects will come to fruition soon. Uh. Yeah, definitely. I also wish that one day we work together again. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. I'm actually looking for a very small little, because I haven't, I did so many genres. Mm. Two things I haven't do yet. Mm. Horror, okay, and romance. Yeah. So these two things I haven't do yet. I thought the, the Sanko one is romance. <laughs> but that one is a very different kind of romance. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, okay. romance in a way that I don't want to be sleazy. Mm. Okay. One is something that is very simple and sweet. It's probably like you don't have to do a lot of big budgets mm. because I came from independent. Mm -hmm. I do understand where, where is it going for. Okay. As long as the script is good mm. and it's simple shoot, you don't have to be really like crazy a lot of mm -hmm. crew, no. Because the, yes, I may did the big biggest productions that I've ever been 80 million. That doesn't mean that I always stick down there. The local guys I still support depending mm. on who, mm -hmm. definitely. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's the thing. Because you, know, you see some of the work that be quite yeah, that's true. Yeah. So um, I'm looking for these two genres. Okay. Yeah. I think that definitely you, we can work something out. Yeah. How, this is some of the things I actually, with all the directors also, I talked about this. Yeah. Two two things. Uh. One is actually, I never asked you how yeah. was it. Because on, even though right now, as I told you that I'm mm. taking over the distributorship of my own Diamond Dogs and hopefully yep. launch it next year. A good five years delay. But how was it working with Henry? <laughs> okay. Because for me, it's just a blur. It's like, wow, everything happened so fast and then go and eat, go and thank you. Thank you very much. I only know is that it's... it's it's something that maybe we will laugh about, yeah. like a guy. Oh, you got to work with. Yeah, it's like laugh only, but then, wow, you have to do it the same thing again. There were some times I was just saying, wow, shit, it's a bit like you walking onto the set of Havel. I was like, wow, you dare to do it. <laughs> I mean, for me, even though I put everything together, it's like you know, the guts too. Right? So yeah. how is it working with? Okay, Re no doubt she's a very beautiful girl. Of course, she with the size of her. <laughs> But then again, the other side, I noticed that mm. the Japanese, because I used to date Japanese as well, mm. they are very, pay attention to what you say. They are very attentive of what you say, how your direction is going to be. Mm. Because I do believe that she want to break out from all those crap. Jokes aside, I don't see her like a porn star. I look at her as an actor, so to speak. What's that day when we're doing that, the certain scene that we need to do with mm -hmm. the shower and everything? I did tell her that this is not what you have done before. This mm. is somebody that you love. There's a mm. difference. Okay. Show your true self during this kind of period of time. You actually, you feel me, that I'm feeling you, that we are really make love, not having connected with each other. Mm. And she, it shows. Yeah. It shows. Mm. And the thing is just that this is how professional they are. Mm. Even though they did that, I can tell you that I don't see her as a porn artist mm. at that, that time, but I see her that she wanted to evolve. But there's, because that a stigma of being put it as like a porn artist mm. and forever because she depend on that to be an artist. But if right now you tell her there's a script for you, mm. not about all these things, but mm, be yeah. a person, and I think she changed. I think she's willing to jump onto the wagon and really go for it. I think that's where, even though when I was talking to the talent agency in Japan, in Tokyo, they did talk about there were many other girls that were introduced. Nothing, nothing happened. But I thought that I saw that in her. And in fact, when I sh told her the script, it was very tough. It's not just show up, take off your clothes or whatever. It, it was really an actor's role. There yeah, was a yeah. lot of lines. Yeah. She had to do a lot. Yeah. But how was it for you after that? I mean, it was just like, oh, I mean that even though I met her and everything, we go through all those things. 
but I don't stay down there and look in, look at her as oh I, I just do a scene with her mm, yada yada mm, no okay. I don't do that mm. although my guys are making fun of me <laughs> la, groping this yeah, yeah. I say hello give more respect to other people yeah. <laughs> basket people are like professional we professional yeah. mm. but of course the guys are making jokes out of it but inevitable mm. but the most importantly is a good experience that you can see the difference of People do want to change, especially mm. people like them. If right now you're telling me that, let's just say you have a script, okay? Let's just say, mm. yeah? You have a script that is, we don't go bed, whatever, just purely acting-wise. Mm, mm. I believe that she'll jump into it. I believe so too. Yeah. And in fact, that's why I wanted to go back to launching the, the indie film yeah. in whatever small capacity and maybe also re-engage with her. And I do see that she really want to try. She yeah, really yeah, put yeah. in a lot of effort. She's different. She's different. Yeah. And besides, right now, she just have babies. I think that uh, she's more mature now mm. in a way that give her something that is just challenging mm. or maybe somebody who actually willing to change. Mm. It is a kind of life experience for them to be on screen, mm. not seen as an a pawn, but seen as a proper actor. Of course, they, of course, you, you if you dress her up like a certain way, mm. people will treat her that way mm. because people mindset is sometimes you feel like slapping on the head, not seeing that kind of things yeah. in that person. I think that people should be given chance. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, last no two questions. One, one is that, what do you think about crying scenes? I know they are all over the shop, but I'm actually going to edit them properly. Oh. What do you think of Because I ask a lot of actors, how do you treat? Because every time I'll see a scene, oh, she cries. Uh. And actually, a lot of times I'll tell the actor, you don't have to cry, no? you don't have to cry. Mm. But you need to go emotionally there. La. What do you think about those kind of scenes? I think those kind of scenes are the most difficult ones. Because a lot of people do not express Mm. Thinking that expressing the true feelings mm. is by exaggerating. Mm. But if you exaggerate, people can tell. Audience these days are very smart. Right now, especially if you're shooting in high definitions, mm -hmm. you're talking about 4K resolutions. Mm. They can even pick it up very easily. Mm. If you know that you are reading the lines, we know that you read the line. You can feel that you're crying because of a certain incident that you really felt you. Mm. Because by investing times and one, two hours of time to invest in those times to see, to feel that character. Mm. They really want to feel you. It's not because they want to feel you, the person that's touching you, but you mm. know, the, what kind of feelings that you give it back to them. Mm. Are they going to be sympathetic with you or they feel angry with you or mm. feel angry against you or mm. feel happy with you? Those kind of things is very important. But these days, I don't know, I've seen some of the either eye morph mm. or put something on yeah, the yeah, eye yeah, yeah. just to force to cry it out. Okay. If you don't go through that kind of situation, I don't blame them as well because they're not being taught in a proper manner. Mm. Unless you're talking about those students from LaSalle mm. or acting school. Yes, they are being given that. But then again, sometimes you can see that because of the technique, mm. the crying, mm. not feeling of the cry. Mm. The technique driven that person to cry. But in, in terms of like, when you watch closely, like maybe for me and you, mm. or maybe some people, can a bloody just cry for the sake of crying? Mm. It's not because of that motions that I'm not too sure whether you've seen before the scene that I did for you with Diamond Dogs, me and the Ross. Ross, Ross, Ross. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You've seen it yourself. Yeah. I really felt that that way mm. because Ross helped me a lot mm. and I helped Ross. We both like really clicks. Mm. Those chemistry immediately clicks because I want to feel that is the time that I need to do something about it. But then again, Circumstance. The first thing that a direct, a good director, I would tell everybody is to be able to read every actor because yeah. there are some actors that does it on the first take and after that it dies yeah. worse and worse. 
Then there are actors who really do it on the seventh take. Oh. Yeah. But for you, I think I always notice that you really want to be real in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And whatever takes. Lah. And sometimes the worst thing is that whenever we shoot things, it's always a business of doing a lot of scenes in a day. <laughs> So sometimes I may be heartless that way, but then I also, in the back of my mind, try to like, okay, this one, maybe you should slow down a bit and yeah, yeah. try to yes. make sure you have the space. La, yeah. You can feel comfortable to, to do it. And I do. You don't have to say, because a lot of times, even you on the rooftop yeah, or yeah. left behind, I felt a lot about that scene. Yeah. you always there, and which is a lot of times, even a lot of actors that I work with these few days, these few, it's not these few days. This whoops. Yeah. <laughs> this year <laughs> is that I a lot of times they always give the excuse that oh I don't want to overact. I always nowadays tell them uh, what's worse than overacting? Uh? Not acting. Uh. I say you're not even here. You're not even present. I say you're tuned out already. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah, well, I, that's my number one thing now. Yeah. Keep telling me, hey, what's worse than overacting? No acting is worse. You both chop, but you don't even want to be here. I think they they misinterpreted by acting and non-acting and yes. overacting. Yeah, like the time that I I noticed that there are certain actors, ah, huh, as a kissing scene. Of course, we need to look like we're in love. Okay, that was long, long ago. Even for a little pack of the chick of kiss only, eh, mm -hmm. grip my hand very tightly. I was just like, what? So, so she's made. Oh, uh, because I feel excited, she said. But I feel excited not squeezing my bloody hand so tight. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, uh, okay, after that, we, we know over, that is overacting. Mm. The other part that we're not overacting, the other part I can share with you is just that there was one scene that I did for Siulap. The part where I confessed to my buddy who played by Alan Tan that I was like, how I get my scar on my... So I see the lines, I know what is happening. I did picture myself that I'm in this situation and because I lost my father when I was 12. And mm. I think about that. Mm. So when I say the line at the time, mm. it does affect Alan. Alan wasn't supposed to react to me in mm. such a way that also feel like crying. He got affected by mm. it because he's infectious. So I think that with you being real, people can feel you that is good. Mm. Because in the audience, you don't have to say about audience. 100%. I completely wanted to let everybody to feel mm. that I'm real, that this character is real. So that day I did drink a little bit. Mm. as well so to get kick up the energy a little bit mm. I think this you can call it method acting mm. so I want it as real as possible and sometimes I know that the lines are not very perfect mm. in pronunciation but then again that wasn't a big deal mm. because people can understand mm. because George Lucas ever said this don't worry about pronouncing correctly but just remember the meaning so therefore just like I did goes out the meanings and everything it's all feel within my heart mm. and it's real Mm. So, that's why I think that to affect everybody around you is mm. very important. Okay. Yes, it's a job. But then again, we can see that whether you have passion with your jobs or not, with the lines, even for court of law. Mm. Like, every scenes that when we argue with, with, what, with, with uh, what was that, Sharon Ismail, mm. oh, we yeah. really argue, mm. especially the first time when we argue on that scene, even though for TV, right? We both right, really heat up with each other. We really yell at each other. But after that, we give each other a hug. I feel like killing you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so both of us actually been bounced off. Mm. But then again, that's a good scene. And therefore, audience love it because mm. it's so real that they can actually register that, that this kind of situation happens. Mm. And yeah. I think that's Inspector Hunt. Yeah, Inspector Hunt, yeah. It's one of your better or one of the be best yeah. roles. Yeah, yeah. That is long enough. Yep. 
and you can really see Sonny Fung in it. And inspector, I, inspector. Yeah, yeah. I re- but I really thought that the, you really lived the character. Yeah, I do. Do you think how many percent of it is written and how many percent is the actor performance? It's actually 50-50? Because mm. some parts of it, actually, I do feel the same. Mm. I do feel that what Inspector Han has been so troubled by it, mm. which also the same thing that I trying sometimes. Mm. But then again, I don't give up on trying, but right now I use a different approach. Mm. What's the point of arguing with you? Mm. Why, why? What am I going to get out of this? Mm. No point. You're going to be who's going to win. Nothing is being accomplished. Mm. I think those peop- those things that change me is actually my guys. like My group of guys who actually, we spend a lot of time talking, even though they know I'm the boss, but I don't behave like one. You should know. Mm. Because we always work in a way that they know who they are working with and they know who they are working for. Mm. And I never treat them bad. And they always have my respect. But then again, for downtime, we always talk to each other. Mm. Talk about movies, talk about life, talk about everything else, share knowledge. Mm. I share with them the knowledge, especially in terms of acting. Sometimes they ask me, so I'll teach them for free because I think that they deserve a respect from me because they always have my blessing of, oh, you want to do this? Good, go and do it because you shouldn't stop yourself from evolving. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you stop yourself evolving? Mm-hmm. So uh, they always get encouragement by me. But then again, they also give their encouragement to me that they don't see me as, oh, Sunny Pang is my boss. I should respect him because of fear of it. But re- instead of like a big brother. But then again, they always respect me for what I do. And I always respect them for what they do for me. But I think those things are very important as well. Also my family as well, my wife as well. But of course, my daughter is a different ball game. My daughter... <laughs> Say that, say, Daddy, how come you always a bad guy? <laughs> then especially the young one, the little baby said, I don't want you to die. I want you to be the good guy. I said, this is all thing, acting only. Mm. Say, I want you to be the hero like Inspector Han. He said, oh. But I said, that Inspector Han no more already. Mm. Got killed off already. <laughs> said, no, I want Inspector Han back. Uh, I said, nah, not going to happen. <laughs> but maybe some yeah. other. Prequel, prequel. Uh, Still well, got some know. chance to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, last question. No problem. Will be who are your acting muses locally and overseas? Let's talk about locally first. Like for instance, let's say it could be Okuang, these two. Okay, why? Because they bring a very different vibe. They build characters rather than just always the same thing. You can see a very different of her him all the time. And the press, even though it's in Chinese language, but you can see his eyes and his whole persona is different. Mm. Ketong don't have to say he can do become businessman, become a become something else, become he's always like changing his own image as well. Mm-hmm. That time when in Perth, that time, I didn't know he it was him. Say, hey, Sonny, hey, Ketong is you, basket? I don't know. I didn't know he don't, doesn't look like Ketong, he's looking like somebody else. Mm. I was so shocked. It just looked like some old uncle with a security guard. No? Mm. Like very down and dirty, the way he walked as well. Sure. So it was just so surprising how they transformed themselves. Mm. No, other than that, I don't see anybody else. Yeah, these okay. two are the local ones that I really adore. Okay. Mm. How about internationally, like Japanese or oh, a lot American? Or, oh, a lot name more. a few that, that, that made you. La. De Niro? Okay. Al Taxi Pacino? driver. Yeah, yeah, of course. Fuck. <laughs> that one is one of my all-time favorite. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker. Fuck. Because the way he becomes one end to another is completely different. Did, did you watch Godfather mm-hmm. of Harlem? Haven't yet, haven't yet. People tell me it's very good. Brilliant. I haven't got the time. Brilliant. Is it? Mm. So I, I'm really going to watch that. I know him from Ghost Dog. Oh, that's oh. fantastic too. Yeah. Ah, that's one of that. Yeah. And then when I see him on Species, we're just like, why he become like that? 
<laughs> this is so good, man. Of course, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, uh, Forrest Whitaker. Fatko, of course. Yeah, Fatko. It's one of my all-time favorite. Of course, Tony Leung. What the hell? Yeah, who else? Daniel Day-Lewis. This six of them. Very all great. these six of them are my benchmark. I'm more to this kind of... Because all of them project very men. At the same time, there is no room for error. When mm. they're weak, they're weak. Mm. When they're strong, when they're like frail, they're frail. There is no, I'm just me and me. Mm. Even though they're, we know about their acting as a character, mm. but you can see completely very different. Because you, what you said about men thing, because I'm really about, after the 20th century, the word macho and man is very different. That's why actually China is saying that they're going to ban people who is too effeminate. Oh, yeah. What do you think about, not the China part, but rather, is there a death of the macho man? Is Clint Eastwood the last macho man? I think they still got hope if they know what they are doing and stop taking instant noodle money. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm. If we want to create an image of, especially in the East, mm. in the West, they're still having this Tom Hardman. Mm. The East, we are dying off. Mm. We still have few, but then again, they are all based, oh, because of that, because they're not, what, credible enough. Who says it's not credible enough? Only make only your benchmark, just like for myself. I'm not good looking as a certain character, but I'm much more on my being a villain, okay, because I'm that caliber. But actually, I'm an actor. I'm not your cosmetic product. They want product overall more than anything else. That's money. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's... money. But then again, character like me mm. only can play second good, second best. Okay, mm. but that's not a problem. But then again, you are killing off the macho men of Asian men. For Asian men, everything very pretty. Mm. Like sometimes you watch a certain, uh, unlike Korean, uh, Korean is different mm. because they're very macho. In terms of Korean and the Japanese, mm. but you look at the Chinese market or some of the Southeast Asian ones, mm. why the skin so pretty one? After you fight so long already, still so pretty. <laughs> this says that what happened to the men? I it's agree. True. I also agree. What happened to the macho men? Can yeah. we have some men? Yeah. Which is, I totally agree with him because yeah. that I watch his film as well. Mm. I love his film. Yeah. I love his film, that The Lonely Wandering Earth. Oh, uh, I love his film. Or The Wolf, what, what do you call it? Wolf. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, a lot. Uh. Yeah. I mean, that his film is good because mm. he's talking about, even though he's trying to be patriotic, so that's okay. Mm. Because that's what the film should be. Can you imagine next time that a police officer would have the tablet one side and then try to catch a police, uh, try to catch an adversary? Uh? Can you please put your hands behind your head? Are we going to go into that? Uh, how are we going to fight? How are we going to protect our defense ourselves while using harsh language? The person I couldn't be here. Mm. You need a certain level of macho, no matter what it is. At least strike a balance like the Korean did. That's why quite at least haven't watched it, the Squid Game. La. Oh, the main guy is a bit macho. Yes. Not so... No, he's yeah. a bit rowdy in a way because if you notice that, the makeup is very little, minimum. Mm. And that is the kind of film. That's why the Korean films are winning. Down here still... Still doing the same shit again. It's not that we do not have good guys. Mm. You must allow, in a way, a diverse... But it comes back to the first thing that we talked about nearly an hour ago, which is because we're so caught up with social media. That's all bullshit. Eh? But the problem with being an actor in Singapore, we have to balance the two. <laughs> you got to do social media or you got to do your craft of acting. Well, so you think that there's a path that uh, an actor can uh, don't well, care about social media and just concentrate on the craft? I think it's this though. For me, because I'm not managed by anybody else, mm. I manage my own time. I believe that the social media has a good pros and cons. Yes, if, let's just say one day if I have one million followers or mm. whatever it is, I'll probably get something, whatever it is. People will ask me to get this product, which is good, it's money. Yes, mm. I agree with that. 
But am I going to focus on that rather than my own craft? That's the reason why I go alone. Okay. I wanted to be like, the craft is important. Mm. Yes, I might get tens of millions of dollars. Mm. That's not wrong. Mm. Either. But even mm. though that, that is, I need to balance it up. But then again, if you want, be, because I'm not followed by the thousands or the millions whatsoever, mm. so that means I'm not capable of pushing the quality. But then again, my product in terms of movie, is quality. It's true. That's and it's a testimony of success. Yeah. That means you don't have to go the route. You're an example of no need to go the route of the social. No, you go route, yes, you can too, but for the sake of my fans, not mm. for the sake of the product. Mm. Yeah, for the sake of my fans. Mm. Because my fans want to know, because right now I have quite a fair bit of, um, not really fair bit, I've been mean, small amount of international fans. They sometimes will ask me how am I doing this and that. Mm. They wanted to watch my thing because they respect my craft. Sometimes I do a bit of shout out for my fans as well. Mm. If let's just say I think that we should do it. So other than that, that's me. Okay. But this kind of mentality you wanted to, you are jeopardizing the quality of local products, mm. especially in terms of acting. That mm. is why we can never have good quality of stuff at a good quality of films and or maybe TV series. Mm. You want to have to understand that why do we, you want to go play with the games of Netflix, you can. You need to game up quality in script, mm-hmm. give some time to the script, mm. quality of your actors, mm. of your DP. Of course, there's a lot of good directors as well. Mm. Give them the freedom. Of course, certain things that you just don't talk about. That's fine. They mm. understand, but not towards in the sense that control every single bit of the thing. Mm. If you scared this, scared that, scared your mother, scared your father, mm. scared this one, scared that one, then don't don't play this game. Basically, don't waste your not to be risk adverse. La. Yeah. Mm. I, I would just say that don't waste your time mm. because it's going to look bad on you. And okay. don't always think that conversation is composition. Conversation is not composition. Mm. It's conversation in real time. Oh, that's very deep. It, no, I mean that it's just what I came up for 20 years of mm. doing this. Okay, as I told everybody, this is like almost like a a library. In fact, I don't even openly very much promote it because, but I'll be t- telling you that the podcasts, 30% is from the US. Oh, wow. By podcast, oh, yeah. Wow. Not heavy numbers, but then it just shows that Sometimes the audience is not just local. Yep. And we are just talking to locals now. Of course, I'm trying to hook up some international directors and all that. But in the meantime, it's just talking to local directors and we hope to have conversation. We Maybe next year, we will plan like physical meet together. We'll yeah, probably nice. ask you to come back again. Not sure. And then talk to other directors because I just think that we don't talk enough. Most, especially directors, we think that everyone is a competitor, <laughs> which is true too, but then it, it don't have to be. You don't and I think we can share so much together. Sharing is not, not I'll say, a bad thing, but it's mm. just that sometimes maybe it's because of like the imprint of how the education educating system that we have mm. or see how the way we are being brought up in mm. because it's not very open. I don't mind openly talk about this, all these mm. things, but how can we collaborate in, in a pro- projects and everything else? Mm. I think it's very important to have an open dialogue to see what can be changed and can be done in terms of like acting or ad- directing or action direct or whatever it is. Mm-mm-mm. There can be an open dialogue, mm. but then again, let's try to work with one another. Mm. Let's open up the pool bigger and there is no Ego. The ego should be in the work, mm. not as a person. Mm. Because I think that Singapore still got chance to grow mm. if they realize what kind of potential that we have. Mm. Oh, mind you, I forgot to mention about this. Beside me being a Singaporean, only in only the one in Havoc, right? Mm. 
mm. a movie, right? Mm. There is another Singaporean boy who's inside the film. Wow. Yeah. And he's based in London. His name is Jeremy. Oh. And he's very good. Wow. Yeah. So and there are four of you? Three of you? Two, two, two. Two. You, Yen Yen? Yen Yen Malaysian. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Forgot about that. But it's okay. La, but she has half JB Singapore. considered. La. Yeah, JB considered. <laughs> She's also Joe uh, Hope. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't anyhow after. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> forgot, forgot. Yeah. Because... Nowadays, you just can't do something on YouTube or Instagram and hope that without money that people will find it viral. It's very strange. It's and lesser using Instagrammer or maybe YouTubers. That's, that is hard because no. nowadays people will just say, that, hey, just use this guy because he's got... They can, but then again, can he do the acting jobs? That's the thing. Not mm. that I want to, not I want to say that disrespect them, mm. but then again, they still can be in the pro project. I know some of them are very good, which are the, they should be on the scene. They shouldn't again, be based on just their yes, they are not just one of their followers. Their then yeah. they should be in. Yeah, it's very dis very uh, deceiving. At the end of it, the kind of project that you see is not going to help. And to that is actually a lot of stars. They do no, they they do a lot of TV projects, and strangely, the amount of followers don't follow their yeah, TV. Yeah, that's why yeah. they just follow them on Insta Instagram, yeah, yeah. and that's it. It's not wrong for them to cross over. Mm. They can. At least a small role to begin with. Mm. Slowly spiral up. Mm. And don't try to act diva. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Final question. Yeah, How yeah. was the food service in... Was the food served to your trailer? Yes. What the hell? Yeah, I got my <laughs> own trailer and... So how are we going to hire you again, Sunny Pang? <laughs> we no, don't see, even have a no, chair. No, no, we no, have no, a chair. No. La. I think we have a chair. No, I think that I'm still remaining the same. And then chicken rice. <laughs> again. Actually, the food is nice. I'm actually... They have menu onto it. So what I can now? basically choose whatever I want to do what or I can hell? have two cause of it. But usually, I will just select one. They will bring me to serve me coffee or whatever it is, even on set as well. So, I basically was put into a very comfortable place mm. nearby a little canal. But the canal, uh. all the seawater came in an open field. Wow. Yeah, it's very beautiful. So, how the hell are you going to work for our Singapore com That's um, still company? The same, still the same, still yeah. the same. Depending on the... <laughs> I have some project with locals. But then again, it's just that, I'm, like I said, I'm selective of who I, what guy yeah, okay. am I going to work with. Mm -hmm. And of course, the other one is the dollar and cents. Yeah, man. yeah. sure. But then again, I'm not like picky. Mm. We will just go bit by bit and see whether we can work together or not. Like I said, I'm really, hopefully, there to have an open dialogue with Kevin Dagger and Vincent very mm -hmm. soon. It sounds like Expendables already. No, no, it's, they're very different. It's no, Expendables as in all the action stars together. No, not just action stars. <laughs> there, there is these actors as well, which we believe can deliver the goods. Okay. Mm. Deliver the goods because we're trying to like get people overseas to sell it to overseas. It's not just based on that as well, mm. but based on here only. Mm. So I think we can make it definitely for sure, but we need the proper ways to do it. Okay. Because that's the way, that's the only way I know. Okay, I hang on to you for too long. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And for your time and then a little porridge. No, it's all good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank okay. you so much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me.